is Father David Nix, and I'm adjusting my thing here. It's a, oh, it's going to be pretty backlit. I better move over here. Give me one second. Um, hope you all are doing well. I uh, the sun is coming into my place, and I didn't really uh, consider this, so you're just going to have to forgive that. Today's a pretty rambly um, message I have. I'm not going to do a TCE. I just want to tell you about my week. I'm just drinking my morning tea here. You know, I uh, don't eat very high quality food, but I do drink very high quality tea. That's my uh, that's my uh, little luxury here. This is a um, China Kimung Hong Cha from uh, Upton Imports. I'm sorry about the uh, the backlight here, but I'm not going to do a TCE today. And I just want to tell you a little bit about my week and just some thoughts on the situation in the in the state. And the church. So I'm going to have three points for you today as I uh, as I drink my tea. Um, the three points are going to be truth, conscience, and charity. Now, I recently watched a uh, video of nine persecuted priests. I'm sure a lot of you saw that uh, video of those nine persecuted priests, and they talked about these were just priests from a regular diocese, their own experience. I know about a third of those in real life. I know about a third of those on the phone, and I know, uh, and I don't know about a third of those. So I, I know three or four in real life, uh, about three of them on the phone, and a few I either hadn't heard of or had heard of but never actually met or spoke to. And uh, if you watch that, you'll notice that one of the common threads through all their lives is that their bishops, their chanceries, they all lied about them. And, you know, I think if, let me rewind, if I had watched something like that in seminary, I'd say, boy, these guys are troublemakers. They uh, can't get with the program as far as um, meekness and obedience and stuff. I think sometimes I still wake up uh, before I've had my morning tea a little bit depressed thinking like, what if we're all wrong? What if what if the the guys who bill themselves as slightly more conservative or traditional is wrong? What if God changed his mind in 1969 and we're really the ones not with the program and the Vatican's really got the merciful thing going on and and the priests that I know in real life like Father Jim Altman and Father Clay Hunt, uh, Father Jeff Fashing was on that who I met. Um, I talked to uh, Father Ford on the phone. You know, sometimes I think, what if, what if we're really the wrong, the wrong ones in all this? Here's how you lay people can know those guys are the good guys. All of their enemies lie about them constantly. One of the things that we, quote unquote, persecuted priests have in common is that whenever there is a rub, it is actually lies that is told about such priests. And that's how I know, you know, the thing is, if we were wrong, all you'd have to do is just speak the truth. But the common thread, and again, I know these guys in real life, and they're some of the most charitable, humble people I know. The common thread is they're always hung on a red herring. The common thread is that there is always lies to them, and there's always lies about them. And that's how when I get depressed and I'm like, am I really on the good guy side of this? It's like, you know what? If I weren't, all they'd have to do is point the truth out that I'm a bad dude or in these guys lie. All they'd have to do. But the again, the common thread is constantly it's just constantly lying. Um, and so remember this, that meeting people halfway between a truth and a lie is a lie. Meeting people halfway between a truth and a lie is a lie. And that's why God bless those priests for sticking with the truth. These are some of the most charitable, humble people I know. But they understand, especially where we are after this heist 
um, at the highest levels of state, this uh, unelected president, as we say, what we saw with coronavirus, the church churches closed and abortion centers staying open. Now we see what things are really made of. This is why you can trust those priests. Um, okay, point number two that I want to make is about conscience. Uh, point number two I want to make about is about conscience. I got to keep waking up, so let me have a sip of my tea. Um, a liberal friend recently asked me how my channel, you know, this uh, VLX, CPX, and TCE, how it's doing. A liberal friend asked me how it's doing uh, two or three days ago, and I said, we're about to reach a million views on the YouTube plus the uh, Apple podcasts. And he said, what? I said, are all your listeners crazy? Or I said, are they all crazy? Kind of implying like, are they crazy like you? And he said that as a joke. So I didn't respond with something this harsh. But here's what I probably should have said. I should have said, um, yes, all my listeners have a conscience. And therefore, you self-identified yourself as a sociopath and all your liberal followers as a sociopath because a sociopath doesn't have a conscience. Okay. Um, sociopaths don't have consciences. And this is where we need to just start saying um, you know, in seminary, I never would have said something like this because I'm like, I want to win all souls to Christ, conservatives and liberals. I never would have said this next sentence, but liberals are sociopaths. They don't have consciences, and that's is where we can't meet them where they're at on this stuff. I'll give you an example of this. You know, everybody knows about the USCCB and Joe Biden and, and all these statements and stuff. And I saw a bishop statement that was a little hand slap to Joe Biden. But it kind of gave this nod in the direction that Joe Biden is good on racism and good on immigration reform. Okay, what I would like to say to this bishop is this is not the 1950s where it's like, you know, the Chicago Democrats have a couple good points of maybe like increasing taxes to the trash workers or the streets and the, and the conservatives have a few good points as far as like, um, you know, a smaller government or something. This is not the 1950s where we have to meet people halfway and the Democrats have a few good points and the conservatives have a good point, few good points. Here's why that slap on the hand of Biden is absolutely ridiculous to be like, yeah, he's got some problems with abortion, but he's good at racism. He's good at being anti-racist and he's good at being anti-immigrant. Why is that? Once again, it's a total lie. Here's why it's a total lie. Just last night, I saw real quick on Twitter going to bed, Joe Biden said the reason Latinx, L-A-T-I-N-X, and by the way, he got ratioed by a lot of Latinos, a lot of Hispanics, Mexicans writing how much they hate that term, uh, but Joe Biden said the, the reason the Latinx don't take the vaccine is because they don't want to get deported. It's like, can you imagine if Donald Trump had said something that racist? What would what would happen? Um, you can go to David Gray's channel and see he's got like a million. He's a he's a black uh, Catholic, African-American Catholic. You can go to his channel. He sees he's got a whole collage. I think it's got over a million views of racist things that Joe Biden has said. Let's talk about Joe Biden and, and immigration real quick. You know, um. David Horowitz, who is the elderly, well, he's an elderly Jewish man in New York City, son of two Russian Marxists. So I'm not quoting you a Catholic guy. And he, he himself went from uh, liberal to conservative. David Horowitz, probably some of you know who he is. He said on a show I listened to recently, there are now 100,000 children being abused on the border, the, the border between Texas and Mexico. So how dare this bishop say that Joe Biden is good with immigration if he's just caused the largest human trafficking problem we've ever had in North America? And who's being abused? Latina girls, mostly. Boys and girls, both. Um, he's caused, again, David Horowitz has 100,000 children being abused on that border. How dare that bishop say that he's good at immigration when he's causing um, 
these many little kids to be abused on the border. So again, meeting people halfway between the truth and a lie is a lie. We have to stop doing that, okay? Okay, now my, my final point is charity. Let me take another sip because I'm still waking up. Um, last night I was in the traditional, I was in the sacristy of a traditional uh, parish and there was a holy hour and I was talking to a couple of priests at this Latin mass parish and I ended up uh, kind of butting into a conversation I shouldn't have. There was a uh, layman speaking to a priest about the USCCB, signing the stuff on Joe Biden, all the stuff on um, on the uh, on communion for pro-abortion politicians and everything. And he started to say, you know, this bishop was good and this bishop was good and this bishop was good. And I, I shouldn't have stepped in. I'm learning how to just mind my, my own business, especially in a sacristy that's supposed to be kind of quiet and peaceful. And I said, none of these bishops are going to do anything. I explained Stockholm Syndrome. I, exp I explained Kabuki Theater and everything else. And there was a little bit of a tension because I jumped in and um, the priest actually kind of ran off when I was going down the road of why none of these bishops are going to do anything to protect the Eucharist from these pro-abortion. Later, the priest came back and said, I left because um, it, was, it, was, it was good what you were saying. Um, but here's the thing. The layman I was talking to is kind of defending the uh, Novus Ordo bishops. Ironically, I'm a priest of a Novus Ordo, Novus Ordo regular diocese um, ripping on the current situation. This layman was raised SSPX. He knew, um, uh, he, he sometimes goes to FSSP, but he also knew a lot of SSPX priests and laymen who went to Sedevacantism. And I'm not, I have friends who are Sedevacantists, so don't see this next line as ripping on Sedevacantists. I'm not a Sedevacantist. But he said a lot of these people, priests and lay people, went from SSPX to Sedevacantism to basically outside the church. Um, marriages and annulments happening outside the church, bad catechesis, lack of charity and stuff. Um, and it was a really interesting conversation because me, a priest of the diocese, is kind of like ripping on certain situations in the USCCB. He's defending that. He was raised as a traditionalist, unlike me, ripping on all these situations that he saw of like ex-priests. He told me about uh, one priest who um, was, I think, one of the original nine ordained by Archbishop Lefebvre said was living like with a man in Utah or something. Anyway, point is, um, he set me straight to really see that there are a lot of problems with traditionalist priests. And I think I set him straight to see that the Kubiki Theater, this, um, you know, all these games, this, uh, um, you know, we, we really shouldn't take the bait that any of these bishops are going to do anything. Okay, so here's the point that I want to get to in all of this is like, when this conversation calmed down last night, I said, you know what, this is going to sound a little bit Protestant, but I just showed you what the Novus Ordo world is made of. You just showed me what the traditional world's made of. I guess the only answer is to keep our eyes on Christ. And he said, that doesn't sound Protestant at all. You know, I think of St. John of the Cross, and he says, a la antardecer se examinan por el amor. In the evening of our life, we will be examined on love. So guys, I want you to not think I'm just sidelining doctrine, all of these problems in the church, all the reform that we need to have. But maybe, here's the thing, y'all, maybe God hasn't allowed SSPX or church militant or the set of Acontis or even my crew of Abeniplanists to fully understand this crisis in the church right now, precisely so we can live only charity and humility, the only two things we're going to be judged on. I'm not saying none of this stuff matters. Obviously, it all matters. But I just had this epiphany in the sacristy last night that if there's all these problems with regular bishops and priests saying the mass in English, and there's all these problems with priests saying the mass in Latin, then the only answer for all of us 
is to keep our eyes in Christ and just not claim we've fully figured out. We, none of us really have the Rosetta Stone perfectly for this crisis in the church. Um, there's a line from uh, the prayer of Blessed Junipero Serra to Our Lady, and it says, at the very moment of your immaculate conception, you crush the head of Satan. We think of Mary maybe crushing the head of Satan at the end of time, or maybe at the resurrection of Jesus, she crushed the head of Satan. Um, or, you know, in this in the movie, The Passion of the Christ, when she looks at um, Satan, there's that there's that interchange. But according to Blessed Junipero Serra, the head of Satan was crushed at the very conception of Mary. How amazing is that, that a zygote crushed Lucifer's head um, at the very moment of her conception? And so this is humility, you know. Um, and again, John of the Cross, at the evening of our life, we will be examined on love. So maybe God has allowed all of us traditionalists, all of us apostolic Catholics to not fully understand the crisis in the church, to test us, to see who's going to just live truth and charity and humility. And again, by humility, I don't mean that we compromise. Remember what I said earlier, that meeting them halfway between a lie and a truth is a lie. But we, we got to do it. And I'm preaching to myself first above anybody else. We got to do that with humility and charity because we're all limping along in this unprecedented church crisis. Um, and if we look at this, the situation in the Vatican, in the White House, and we're just, we want Satan's head to be crushed with this communist coup. And I don't hesitate to say that. What our country is going through right now is a communist coup. If we want the head crushed of this communist coup, it's not going to be on my time frame. It might, this, this country might go to the gutter, but it's going to happen through humility because it was at the very moment of Our Lady's conception that she crushed the head of Satan. God bless you.